Get informed, get inspired, and get connected. CannabisRadio.com presents NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice. The National Cannabis Industry Association is the only national trade organization representing the businesses of the legal cannabis industry. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice covers a range of topics, including the rapidly evolving political and policy changes that affect our industry, news and events of importance to cannabis professionals, and features on companies, individuals, and campaigns at the cutting edge of the cannabis industry. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice begins now. Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio. I'm your host, Bethany Moore. I'm with the National Cannabis Industry Association. Today, I am introducing my guest, Rocco Iannapolo. He's the Business Development Director of Emerging Channels at Tundra Restaurant Supply, now serving the cannabis industry as Kit Cannabis Kitchen Supplies. Tundra has served the commercial restaurant industry for more than 25 years from their Boulder, Colorado headquarters. Thanks for joining me on the show today, Rocco. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So uh, let us get to know you a little bit better. Uh, I met you at a, at a, a Vanxed Talent Network launch uh, just before the holidays, and you told me about your company, Cannabis Kitchen Supplies. Um, but let's learn more about you. What's your background? What's your experience before finding yourself serving the cannabis industry? Yeah, sure. So I came from corporate America, uh, originally in the oil and gas industry, spent about almost 30 years in various roles there doing initially IT, then I moved into project management, then into procurement and supply chain, HR, real estate, facilities, transportation and logistics. And interestingly, my last role in corporate America was as the administrator of the drug and alcohol testing program for the Department of Transportation for ConocoPhillips. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah. So that covers quite a bit of corporate America functions, everything from project management to uh, administering drug tests, which is an interesting topic considering we're seeing employers moving away from including cannabis in their testing. So hope to see that trend increase. What do you think? Indeed. Uh, Certainly I'm supportive of that. One of the uh, interesting topics that comes up with drug and alcohol testing is folks um, using CBD and they're concerned about testing positive there. Mm-hmm. And uh, being a subject matter area, uh, subject matter in that area, what I would point out is that CBD will not test positive on a regular marijuana uh, drug testing panel. However, you do need to make sure you know your supply because as you probably are aware, uh, CBD can contain up to 0.3% THC. And if you're a heavy user of that product, you could still test positive. So you definitely want to make sure that your source is pure CBD in that uh, particular area. Sure, sure. For the hemp derived, yeah, there is a 0.3% limit. I personally like a nice uh, balance of CBD and THC. I sometimes go for the three to one or the one to one balance of both. But yeah, I would probably uh, fail that drug test then. <laughs> yeah, <Cool>. me too. <laughs> so, so now, um, so now you're running cannabis kitchen supplies, and um, it's it's part of your your lobby. Um, 
is there a particular reason that you decided to jump into serving the cannabis industry? I mean, some people have that that reason or that uh, light bulb moment that they decide I'm going to get involved in cannabis. What's your reason? Yeah, so I was uh, actually sitting in my living room in Houston, Texas, back in 2014, watching a show called Pot Barons of Colorado. And it was a very interesting documentary. I think it was five or six part series. Mm. And I was absolutely just entrenched in watching it. Uh, If I could have binge watched it, I would have. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But I just became uh, fascinated by what was going on and came to the realization that uh, there might be an opportunity for me to actually make a living in the cannabis industry, which I had never anticipated happening, you know, from way back in my early days. So um, I just started at that point soaking up everything I could about the industry and learning, you know, exactly uh, what was going on and following the trends and so forth. And eventually, uh, as you may recall, back about that time, the oil and gas industry was suffering a bit. Mm. Uh, So I had the opportunity to uh, leave the industry and uh, make my way into cannabis. Unfortunately, it wasn't a direct move from from um, Houston, Texas. It was really difficult to get a job in the industry from Texas. Mm. Uh, so uh, I finally realized that uh, moving to Colorado was probably the best chance I had at, at getting involved. So that's what I did. I left uh, ConocoPhillips and found a, a temporary position with uh, another uh, large corporate company. And uh, it was probably about 12 or 18 months, somewhere like that, uh, before I was able to actually uh, get a position and land where I uh, am today. So uh, it took a little while uh, and a lot of persistence, but uh, definitely um, was able to finally make that happen. And I knew Colorado was was, uh, ground zero and and, uh, I don't regret that decision one bit. And here you are. (laughs) Here I am. Yeah. I think I just read an article the other day that the cannabis industry now, I mean, at this point in 2019, pays slightly more than other industries that are non-cannabis, which I really find interesting. I think five years ago, people were taking pay cuts to work in cannabis as the companies were still growing and in that startup phase but now many of them are able to offer competitive salaries, which which is fantastic. And I can also relate to having been a, a medical marijuana activist in the 2000s, I don't think I could look ahead and say, yeah, I'm going to be working, like literally getting my paycheck every day working in cannabis. But here I am five years at the National Cannabis Industry Association. So it's just crazy in an awesome way to see how much we've been able to do in a short amount of time. Yeah, I agree. I I never dreamed that I'd be in this position. Uh, I did see that article about the the pay being actually a little bit higher than the, I think I said the median, uh, which was surprising to me. I do certainly see a lot of folks uh, in the uh, retail space that would probably um, question that, but uh, I think what we are seeing is that as the industry moves more towards um, what I would describe as standard um, business practices and so forth, it is attracting professionals from other industries like myself, and um, uh, that I think there 
able to drive that uh, that pay up a little bit. Um, I did take a pay cut to come into the industry, and I was happy to do so. Same. Uh, <laughs> the 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 quality uh, of work life balance is is much better than where I was in corporate America. So I am happy to take a lower salary to do something that I love doing. I often joke with my wife that I don't even think I'm working. <laughs> it seems like uh, a vacation every day. Yeah, that's a good place to be in for sure, where you're actually enjoying what you're doing, getting inspired by it, enjoying the people you work with. I mean, yes, it is a unique opportunity and and uh, I value it every day. Um, yeah. So here you are now. Uh, your company is Cannabis Kitchen Supplies, as I mentioned, uh, based in Boulder. And uh, so just tell us about what Cannabis Kitchen Supplies is up to, your role there, what you like most about it. Sure. So basically what we are is an ancillary supplier to the industry. And when I say the industry, I do mean both cannabis and hemp companies. In fact, uh, I've seen a, a bit of a switch since I started about 15 months ago in this role with uh, back then probably 80% of my business was with cannabis companies mm-hmm. and 20% CBD and, and that's almost flipped over. Uh, I see way more activity on the CBD side uh, than I do on the cannabis side. Uh, both are still growing incredibly, so that's all good. But it is interesting with, I think, the farm bill passing and everything else, uh, a lot of, even a lot of the cannabis uh, operators that I knew back in the early days have flipped over, some of them have flipped over to uh, operating CBD companies instead of cannabis. Uh, Obvious uh, reasons there. Oh, the uh, regulations, (laughs) I'm sure, are a little bit easier. (laughs) Yeah, the hurdle is a little bit lower to get involved and, and be profitable and successful in the CBD space. Gotcha. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that's fantastic. So, um, and you're pretty much exclusively focusing on uh, cannabis and hemp CBD companies at this point. Is that right? That is correct. Uh, Our parent company, of course, does still serve the restaurant industry and does, you know, quite a bit there. So I'm small in terms of percentage of sales for the overall company, uh, but we are growing at a, an incredible rate. And I think I would attribute most of that to um, the ability to offer up uh, supply chain solutions to my clients, which um, largely has not uh, been done yet. So taking cost out of their uh, bottom line definitely makes a big difference. And uh, having a quality supplier, uh, that is one of the things that's uh, certainly becoming more and more important as these companies begin to scale and, and compete on a, a national basis. Yeah, and I'm sure it's nice for them to be able to talk to somebody that actually is is interested in the cannabis industry. <laughs> right, there's no question about my passion and commitment to the industry and to my clients. So uh, that's definitely a little bit different than Amazon. <laughs> Truly. All right. Well, let's take a quick commercial break and then we'll come back and chat more with Rocco Iannopolo from Cannabis Kitchen Supplies. Stay tuned. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors. 
Are you ready to be inspired and educated by the best of the best in the cannabis industry while enjoying sunny South Florida? Then you cannot miss out on the second annual United States Cannabis Conference and Expo, August 2nd and 3rd at the Hyatt Regency in downtown Miami. The USCC Expo welcomes all cannabis business professionals, medical cannabis caregivers and clinicians, growers and dispensary owners to join us for another can't-miss event. Sponsored by the radio and podcast leader for all things cannabis, CannabisRadio.com. Learn more at usccexpo.com. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now about a game for your phone gonna make you say, wow! The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash. Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash. Little by little, your empire grows large. Put the big celebrities inside your entourage. You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Cheech and Chong. Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong. The name of the game is Himping, that's the point. Download and play while you light yourself a joint. The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot proved by the man who run high times. Oh yeah, get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Now available for pre-order through crowdfunding for just $14 plus $10 shipping. Pouches, premium mixing and rolling pouches allow you to carry and prepare your herbs for consumption with discretion and ease. These stylish pouches are handcrafted using strong zips, long-wearing buffalo leather outside, and smooth, cheap skin inside. A portion of proceeds go to fund vital medical research into cannabis for ADHD. See a demo and get yours now on Indiegogo or Pouches.com. That's P-O-U-C-H-Z.com. Get informed, get inspired, and get connected with more of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice, only on CannabisRadio.com. Okay, we're back on NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio. I'm your host, Bethany, and I've been talking with Rocco Iannopolo of Cannabis Kitchen Supplies. So one of the first questions, I guess, that comes to mind is, how are the needs of the cannabis and hemp CBD industries different from non-cannabis kitchen industries that, that Tundra Restaurant Supply would continue to serve? I mean, I guess there's restaurants and cookie makers that don't put cannabis or hemp in their products, but what is the real difference? Yeah, so... The interesting thing is I do get to ask that question quite a bit. What's different about the cannabis kitchen supplies versus the regular restaurant? And the answer is there really isn't a difference. They need to use the same equipment. As you are probably familiar with the farm bill passing and everything else, the FDA will soon be involved in regulating uh, those operations. And in many locations, local jurisdictions are regulated by, you know, like, for example, here in Denver, uh, the Denver Health Department. So uh, it's uh, good advice for anybody playing in the space, whether it be cannabis or uh, CBD, uh, that they do adhere to the best practices and the regulations that would govern any um, restaurant or institution that's preparing food items. So not really any difference. Of course, um, we do see uh, differences in the way they conduct their business. And we can talk about a number of areas there with regards to uh, banking, 280E, and things like that. Uh, So that's where we really start to see differences. And uh, it is difficult for them to compete on the same level when they have these 
challenges. Uh, one example I can point to with regards to banking is that uh, I'm going to say probably a good 20 to 30 percent of the time when I go to process an order from one of my clients, uh, their credit card will be declined. Mm. Uh, constantly going through a, um, a Rolodex of credit cards uh, to be able to conduct business because they often get shut down once uh, their provider learns of their business. Right. Yeah. That's tough, tough issues that we're still dealing with. And you also mentioned 280E, the IRS tax code. So with, with there being limitations to what kind of business tax deductions, I'm guessing cannabis companies can't write off that new oven or all those cookie baking sheets. And, and that's an issue as well. Yes, it certainly is. And it, um, you know, to somebody looking from the outside at the industry, they see all the cash that's flowing through, but they really don't realize that um, some of the businesses may uh, end up giving 60% of that dollar that they just made back in terms of taxes and or lost deductions and so forth. Uh, so it does make it very difficult. And so when people look from the outside, they think, you know, cash is not an issue, but a lot of it's going right back out the door. So they definitely are sensitive to, you know, controlling their costs as much as they possibly can. Absolutely. And that kind of leads me to my next question, because um, NCIA's ninth annual lobby days is coming up in May. And we at NCIA here in the offices are already starting the planning and we'll start seeing promo uh, to to get all that organized. So obviously 280E tax issues, that's one of our big issues and priorities legislative wise and banking. Those two issues are pillars for us until they get fixed. What other challenges or hurdles are you seeing that our industry is facing and, you know, maybe how to address them? So those are very uh, big items that you mentioned, both um, with the uh, banking and um, uh, what was the other thing you said there? All the taxes, all All the the taxes. taxes. So (laughs) So many taxes. Those those are two big things. But I think the other challenges that I'm seeing with my clients is um, in terms of scaling. So uh, especially with things getting closer to legalization on a national level, um, they're going to need to be able to scale up their operations. And and hemp companies are already doing that um, because they obviously can uh, send their product across state lines. And um, Mm -hmm. so what we see happening is, you know, where they were, you know, running a smaller operation, now their businesses are growing and they're producing uh, much more product. And so finding solutions to allow them to be able to scale and effectively manufacture their goods at a, at a, in a larger quantity is, is a challenge. And finding equipment that will help them do that is, is not an easy task. And so we're spending quite a bit of time with our clients, partnering with them to understand what their manufacturing needs are. And then on the flip side, working with our uh, vendors to come up with solutions. And, and there are a few, interestingly enough, in the uh, uh, restaurant equipment uh, space that are very willing to work with our clients and understand what their requirements are and to help develop uh, equipment or modify equipment to be able to meet those needs. 
So that would be one of the things, probably the biggest one besides the other two that we discussed. And mm-hmm. the other one I would talk about is um, being sustainable. Um, there's quite a bit of activity going on right now in terms of recognizing companies that are uh, environmentally conscious. And as you know, our industry, because of the uh, strict regulations, particularly on the packaging side, there is an awful lot of waste and let's just say um, not environmentally friendly practices from you know utilities all the way to the packaging that goes out the door at the dispensary. Right. So trying to to solve that problem and you know have a, a good face to put forward, especially to folks that may not be um, advocates of of this industry, is is a challenge. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. Um, everything from the the lighting involved because you can't grow outdoors in a lot of cases to yeah, like you said, a, a lot of packaging, the childproof, resistant, many layered packaging that even I can't open sometimes. <laughs> so, um, yeah, the, we, we do have a lot uh, in the way of um, conserving and, and being more sustainable. Um, and I think we have a workshop at our upcoming Seed to Sale show um, with the Cannabis Conservancy and, and some other groups that focus on that. So it's mm-hmm. one of the issues we're trying to work on from the inside out. But of course, as you said, regulations are kind of preventing us from being uh, creative about that. Um, so for business owners in the cannabis industry, um, what advice would you have from your perspective? And you talked about um the supply chain of equipment, what what should people watch out for or double down on or just what, what advice would you have? Well, that's a great segue. Um, you mentioned the workshop uh, at uh, the Seed to Sale show in Boston next week. I'm actually going to be participating uh, with my colleague there, Lay Consulting, and one of the things they're going to actually walk through is how to go through an FDA recall. So, um, oh yeah, that's a thing that happens for sure. <laughs> yes, and that would be the other thing I would have mentioned on the uh, previous question as far as um, uh, challenges is yeah. you know, the safe a- safe access and um, patient um, safety. So, um, to answer your question, some of the things I would watch out for as a uh, business owner is knowing your suppliers and vendors. Uh, I can give a good example where I got a phone call a couple of weeks ago where one of my clients had asked for the SDS sheets, the safety data sheets for um, the gloves that they were using in their manufacturing. And um, having a vendor that can produce that information, especially if the Denver Health Department is standing right there, um, that's that's a good uh, thing to have kind of lined up is uh, the ability to produce any documentation that might be requested by any of your regulators. So that would be one of the things I would suggest that the, they pay attention to and make sure that their vendors can supply whatever information might be requested. And then the other thing is to just generally make sure that if you do not have expertise in house in terms of compliance, that you do have a partner that can help you with that. It's so difficult, you know, to do everything you have to do in this industry. Um, Compliance is usually not a a strong suit or an area of expertise that the business owners have. Um, So they really should look to a partner to kind of help keep them in line and uh, ahead of the uh, uh, 
challenges that they might face in terms of you know, being audited or um, having any type of surprise inspection and that type of thing. Oh, definitely. Yeah, you don't want to miss miss something on your compliance checklist and then lose your license or get fined a, a huge dollar amount or or worse. So, yeah, that's great advice. Um, we have to take another commercial break, but we'll be right back and we'll chat more with Rocco from Cannabis Kitchen Supply. So please stay tuned. We'll be right back. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors. Cannabis industry professionals want to gain some new leads, make genuine business connections, and get premier brand exposure? This is your opportunity. NCIA's new industry socials are kicking off in Seattle, Portland, Las Vegas, Salt Lake City, and Phoenix in January. Register today using the promo code CANNABISRADIO20, all spelled in caps as one word, CANNABISRADIO20, to take 20% off at thecannabisindustry.org slash events. Sponsorship opportunities are available. Register today at thecannabisindustry.org slash events. Ignite the conversation on some trending topics along the Cannabis Radio social media network. Join our crew of thousands on our Cannabis Radio page on Facebook or at Canna Radio, C-A-N-N-A Radio on Twitter. Plus, look for our Facebook and Google Plus pages for all of our original programs and connect with Dr. Dina, Kyle Cushman, Dr. Mitch Earlywine, Nurse Heather, Doc Rob, the hosts of Gondrepreneur, and more. Connect with the growing Cannabis Radio social crusade at Canna Radio on Twitter or search for Cannabis Radio on Facebook, Google Plus, and Instagram and grow with us. The smoke is rising, and the next crop of podcasts devoted to cannabis providers and enthusiasts are ready to be harvested. Welcome to the Cannabis Radio Network, founded by respected rainmakers who have been producing award-winning podcasts for over a decade. Industry headlines, business updates, medical reports, marketing, and e-commerce education rolled up perfectly for your consumption. Let's grow together. The Cannabis Radio Network. CannabisRadio.com Get informed, get inspired, and get connected with more of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice only on CannabisRadio.com. All right, we're back on NCI's Cannabis Industry Voice, and we're wrapping up our chat here with Rocco from Cannabis Kitchen Supplies. And I wanted to ask one more thing. You mentioned earlier about patient access and patient safety, meaning we want these products we're making for them that are intended to heal and create wellness. We want them to also be safe. Um, so, So there's aside to making sure that the medicine you're giving them isn't tainted as well. And and I think on a related note, the public's becoming aware of the opioid crisis and how cannabis is helping those people try to reduce their dependence on opioids. Um, so cannabis is now being understood as a real effective medical health and wellness product for many issues. And I even had a guest recently talk about how it helped him with his Crohn's disease. Um, so I wanted to see more about your thoughts on on the the medical side of cannabis as a wellness product. Sure. No, no question about it. There is a medical benefit to cannabinoid therapy. 
And I personally have been affected by the opioid crisis. I've had two uh, very close uh, associates pass as a result of overdoses. So um, I, I do have, it is, um, I do have a very soft place in my heart for, for those folks. And we do understand that there are some benefits to um, either replacing opioids with cannabis medicine, or at least using it to help reduce the uh, dependence on it. So, right. and, and uh, I think another area is um, yeah, with our veterans. Uh, we, I'm sure you know, have quite a few passing. I don't remember the exact number every day, but uh, it's it's too much. And so, um, to the extent that we can advocate and help people provide that medicine and as you mentioned, in a safe way. Um, one of the things that we see on the manufacturing side is, uh, you know, there are there are situations where medicine has become tainted, and it wasn't because there was a problem with the medicine, but it was because of the um, products being used in the manufacturing. So anything that touches the medicine can introduce um, things that are banned, either from testing perspectives or just uh, that are unsafe. So. Um, we do want to help our uh, business owners provide that medicine in the most safe way and make it available to to the patients so that they can you know, find the relief and the help that they're looking for. Absolutely. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. Um, we are continuing to do uh, outreach on how cannabis is uh, possibly a solution to help the opioid crisis for sure. And we have a white paper we published a couple of years ago about that topic as well. Um, so talking about NCIA as well and the things we're doing at the federal level and, and as a national trade association, you're a member of NCIA now. And um, I'd love to hear about your experiences. And I, I believe you attended our Cannabis Business Summit and Expo last summer in 2018 in San Jose. Yes. Um, before we jump on that, let me just say one other thing about uh, patient uh, advocacy. So sure. I do work very closely with a group called the Realm of Caring. And uh, for anyone that's uh, seeking help on that side, I would uh, certainly, uh, you know, recommend them because they do uh, have a very uh, diligent uh, process in making sure that the um, uh, medicines that they suggest and, um, you know, the, the needs of the patients are, are addressed in a way that um, I have not seen any other organization provide. So um, that is a, a great partner of ours and we do everything we can to help them. Um, with regards to the NCIA events, uh, I love going to the caucuses. Um, those are a good representation of all the professionalism that does exist in the industry. And uh, it's a great place to network and, and find other like-minded folks that uh, have the same um, charges in, in their day-to-day uh, -day activities. So um, that's been great. The show in, in San Jose was uh, a fantastic show. We saw a lot of activity there. And um, again, the, the, the thing that I would kind of leave us with in that is that, uh, and I see this uh, quite regularly with my clients, is everybody wants to help everybody. Uh, in this business, um, and the, you know the old saying, uh, "A rising tide lifts all boats." So we all have, in our best interest, to help each other. 
and to you know to the extent that we can provide um, our goods and services in the in the most safe and effective way uh, to our patients and our consumers. Absolutely, and our industries attracting brilliant minds from so many other industries and technologies and um, I'm excited to see what we accomplish in I mean considering what we've done in the first five years of adult use let's see where it goes in the next five Um, and one way to get more connected before we wrap up the show here NCIA not only has big national conferences like the seed to sale show the cannabis business summit and the California Cannabis Business Conference. We also host nice little networking receptions all over the country. We have our Cannabis Caucus series, and we have our new series called Industry Socials, which are a little bit more fun. Um, But our Cannabis Caucus series returns in March and will be in San Francisco, Los Angeles, Denver, Lansing, Michigan, and Philadelphia. So for more information about those, please head to NCIA's website, thecannabisindustry.org. All right, well, we are about to head to Boston. I will be in Boston for the Seed to Sale show, catching a flight on Monday, probably when this episode is airing. Uh, So I hope to see a bunch of people in Boston. And if you see me, say hello. And uh, thanks again, Rocco, for jumping on the show today. It's great to have you as a member. And I look forward to seeing you at the Cannabis Caucuses and the industry socials and all that fun stuff. Well, thank you very much. You will see me in Boston. And thank you again to the NSA for everything that you do for our industry. Great. And people can find information about Cannabis Kitchen Supplies at www.etundra.com slash cannabis. Is that right? Um, You can go directly to www.cannabiskitchensupplies.com. Well, that's even easier. Perfect. Okay. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for being on the show today, Rocco. And uh, thanks everyone else for tuning in to today's episode. Until next time. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.